0: Hi, I'm Cormac,
1: and I'm Stuart, and welcome back to Console Chronicles. Join us this week as we bring you the latest gaming news before jumping into our main topic, which is going to be beta releases.
0: That's right. And as usual, we'll wrap things up with some shits and giggles. And in fact, for this
1: episode, we have a very special guest. We have a guest, and it's only taken us 15 episodes to find someone willing enough or willing to come onto the show. I was going to say willing and able, but I think able might be a stretch. So <laughs> willing
0: is, is, is all we needed. That was the passing criteria and he's made the cut. What we're actually going to do is we're going to take a bit of a blast in the past and ask him some of the questions that we asked each other on episode zero, the pilot, to uh, get a gauge for who he is, where he where he games and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. What are we going with? Are we going with Seamus or Shem? What's the what's the official intro? Uh, Shem will do. Do you know what will do? Given more than three-word responses to a question, man, we're gonna to have to get you in, whip you into shape now to to get our podcasting flowing. But thanks very much for joining us, and we'll get straight into it.
1: Okay, so we'll kick off uh, with Shem. What's your favorite game of all time?
2: Oh, probably Ratchet and Clank. A cracking time from the PS3. That's a good choice. Played the absolute shit. That. So grew up playing Ratchet and Clank on the PS2 for so long. That was that was a big one in the in the franchise. Probably the longest. Uh, Campaign of them all then as well, so it was it was definitely a lot more engaging than usual. Just run around and shoot stuff.
0: Have you played the new one?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I bought I bought that the second I seen it was out. Played that viciously for three solid days.
1: Good, that's a good next gen game. I, I remember
0: having a Ratchet and Clank. I think it was on PS2 and. It crashed every time I tried to load into a specific level. Like there was a scratch on the disc and there, I couldn't get past a certain part no matter what I'd done.
2: I had the problem with Ratchet and Clank too. No way. Every time you try to get to the area to do the uh, hover bike races, it just it just me. <laughs> the game
0: would die. That's it. You couldn't play it.
2: But uh, it's a good game. A quality game. That's, just, that's the joys of an old school gaming where you had to fucking put everything on a disc.
0: This is true. No one know that someone else has your saves. I
2: don't know if that doesn't sit so well with me.
0: Bring back the memory card. Bring back the memory card. So far in 2023, what's your favorite game that's come out this year?
2: Uh, Favorite game so far this year? Hard to really decide. I got back into Cyberpunk with the new DLC. So it's not exactly new, but it's new at the same time. So the the whole remaking of like the characters, skill trees and all that kind of stuff, it basically turned it into a new game. But if not that, then it is Marvel Midnight Sun. Do you know
0: what? The more I think of the types of games you play and the types of games I've seen you play, you may end up becoming like our single player go to expert yeah. because I'll play, I'll play a lot of multiplayer. I know sure to play single player on the PlayStation. But when it comes to like single player, I don't play a whole lot of those like solo titles.
2: I enjoy not talking to people for long periods of time.
1: So. I feel that's an age thing. Like, I feel when I was younger, I liked playing multiplayer games online. And as I've gotten older, I just can't deal with the shit. So I just, like, prefer to play single player or you, games. Or you got not good. Maybe, yeah. maybe you got bad and you don't want to lose anymore. Maybe. There's this thing lately where if I'm playing the PlayStation, because the TV has Wi-Fi built into it. If I'm playing PlayStation online, on the TV, and the Wi-Fi is enabled on the TV, it just automatically disconnects me the second I go into a game. And that normally makes me ragey enough to just go straight back to single player. <laughs> this whole having friends stuff isn't all it's cracked up to be, I It's
0: like. not.
2: You need, to, uh, you need to just take Call of Duty's advice on board and just get good. That's how you do no, it. No, no,
0: their advice, their advice was you would kill yeah, just, quicker when you aim better. Just do
1: better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep going with the questions. Sham. what was your first online experience? Gaming experience. Gaming. Gaming. <laughs> gaming experience.
2: Please. Probably, well, I was quite late to it. It was PS3, and Call of Duty, actually. Modern Warfare 3. That was probably my first proper online experience with gaming, which was a bit bit later on not exactly some high quality stuff either but it was a, a nice introduction i
1: think cod was a, a first intro for a lot of people it was the main game to play wasn't it it was like at, like at home for for like me anyway it was either cod or fifa they were the only two games that
2: yeah i was just gonna say that when you're in school it's cod or fifa i remember no i
0: remember no. having the xbox and gears of war had an online but it wasn't really very good or you know you know one wanted to play it with you you're just playing it on your own and then when the Wii brought out like their Mario Kart online stuff, no one played. It was one or the other FIFA or Pod. And I suppose that that's more so with the console game because I wouldn't have had a PC game. I would have had a, you know, family computer, but it wouldn't be running that decent at that time. No, Unless
2: you're playing some of them weird browser games that were out. Oh,
0: the Flash Player games, they were amazing, man.
1: Yeah. Oh, like the running one and stuff.
2: Yeah, there was some weird stuff like that that you could actually te- technically. It was online multiplayer. I'd
1: play for a full release of Cassie Crusher because
2: you'd be on two different computers. But <laughs> I mean, realistically, if you're running it back in the day on Internet Explorer, it, it really wasn't what it was advertised. To be. <laughs> the
0: only the only thing you had to contend with in terms of memories or memory was just as many photo albums as your parents thought were required to back up and keep everything safe. Not knowing that it's all <laughs> kept on the same hard drive, you can have multiple <laughs> folders. They're still if the hard drive fails, they're all gone. But uh, we, we lived and learned. Okay. We won't bring back the hard drive, Stuart. I promise. I'm sorry. It's all.
1: It's too I soon to bring it up. It's too soon. It's not even for me. It's our
2: listeners. It'll be worse. You could totally uninstall the game yourself. Happens easier than anything. This you is think. true.
1: Quit The Witcher Tree on the
0: PlayStation 4 and accidentally click uninstall game instead of
2: instead of closed game
1: oh, that's like 130 gigs as well that's ridiculous isn't it
2: yeah i didn't even realize i I'd done it till connor's like why did you on install I was like i didn't i just closed it
0: like, no no i'm pretty sure you did
2: he's like no no check the game files i was like <laughs> there aren't any game <laughs> files
0: well, like, we we won't we won't hang around and reminisce too much or we'll be here all day one last question for you what game do you love that you feel doesn't get the recognition
2: it deserves i think from our shared time playing at Heroes of the Storm did not receive enough love. Oh, man,
0: you didn't need to bring it that up. It got
2: abandoned by devs so quickly, and even, like, the pro tournaments and stuff they were just like, yeah, we don't feel like doing this anymore. Let's just shut down and pretend it doesn't exist. That That game was just given the boot very quickly we
0: put so i put
2: so many hours and far too much money into that game to see it treated the way it was the the
0: only way you could track your like game time was by uploading replays to like a hot server or something like that and they calculated your game time last i was at before it disappeared was like three months of gameplay or something yeah it,
2: it got ridiculous like the first time we checked it i think i was on like seven weeks And like, I played it for another two or three years after checking it. So I have no idea what I finished on.
1: That sounds good. I haven't really played it, so I can't compare. Only thing I can say is maybe it was pushed back because would League have been just, this is the way to go? And then they said, like, let's not waste our resources pumping into a game that's clearly losing out to its main competitor.
2: I think it was a case that. Blizzard was losing out on life in general with all the <laughs> shit that was going on. Yeah,
0: and it was around like there there was there was League and uh, Dota 2 that were would be its main competitors. And while they do hold most of the market, they think they repurpose resources within Blizzard was the official story at the time to say we're going to take the people that are working on Heroes and we're going to move them to new titles rather than upkeeping what they considered to be an old title. They moved to, I think it was when a lot of the Diablo titles kind of were announced shortly
2: after. Yeah, I think Diablo 4 was kind of starting its production And what's the one that's on the phone? Immortal?
0: Immortal, yeah.
2: They were announced that we're starting development for that so like rather than hire more people for them let's just move people off this game that we don't want to look after anymore i get
0: it at the end of the day business is business but man that hurts that hurts my soul to to think back on that it's sad but it's a perfect segue into
1: some news okay so kicking things off with this week's news um so Rockstar finally came out and made a comment on the new GTA and we are going to have a announcement and trailer coming in early December for the next Grand Theft Auto which is super exciting. This is estimated to be the most expensive game ever made with a budget north of two billion dollars And it's this year marks, I think, 10 year anniversary since GTA 5 has been released. That's like three different platforms or generations it's been released on, which is insane. But um, yeah, I'm super stoked for this. What, What do you think? I'm looking forward to it. I
0: don't know if it's a game that I'm going to jump out and buy straight away, but I absolutely rate Rockstar and GTA for standing over a game for 10 years you know when you release a game that is quality and it's got depth and you can add on dlcs and it has a consistent player base there's no need to pump out a carbon copy of the same game every year so i absolutely rate them for it there's a lot of money for one game and you know when you've got the use the phrase cash cow of gta 5 feeding it you have the overhead to do that not every company does uh, so fair play to them i don't know how much different it's going to be or what's going to be different in a whole but uh, i'm interested to see we kind of knew this was coming from the previous rockstar announcements with the remasters and stuff with the wasn't the red dead so we kind of had an idea this was coming but
1: good to have it in a confirmed or concrete news at least yeah 100 percent. i'm definitely like day one i'm going to be on this game like I remember I was at the midnight launch for GTA 5 on PS3. I remember sitting outside HMV, uh, yeah, HMV and the store manager had brought us all like four star pizza and was handing out pizza to everyone that was sitting outside waiting. It was awesome. Do you know that but... game's
0: out so long that store doesn't even exist anymore? I
1: know. It's so sad. Oh my <laughs> God.
0: That hurts, man. I remember uh, I, got it on, I got GTA 5 on the Xbox 360 yeah. uh, with my second disc. One for the campaign, one for the multiplayer, oh two God. discs. And as we all know, I, n- I never played the campaign or the story. So <laughs> the only disc that ever seen the Xbox was the multiplayer one.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that it's that's a blast in the past, man. It is. I remember like what it was like a forty minute walk home for me. So I like walked home. It's like one a.m. by the time I got in, stuck it in, and then it was like a two hour installation. And it was yeah. just like, oh, that's not what you want. But, like, times have changed now. So I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm excited nonetheless. And, um, yeah, we'll bring you guys all the news as soon as we hear it and um, there's also a little rumor line about that GTA 4 remaster is going to come around the same time so GTA remaster is notoriously not that good so I wouldn't hold my bread for it we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see moving on and we got a couple of new releases this week but not in the form of game releases instead in the form of hardware releases. We had the new Steam Deck OLED which was only announced last week and it does release November 16th which is tomorrow at the time of recording, which is going to feature a new 7.4 inch HDR OLED display, 30 to 50% extra battery life, new Wi-Fi adapter and it's going to be a little bit lighter. Um going to come out in 5 112 gigabyte and one terabyte configurations and it's going to cost between 550 and 650 dollars so that's pretty expected i want to say
0: yeah i think it's par for the course it's the next step and like i'm not saying they're copying nintendo with the switch but it seems to be the next natural step in terms of Upgrading the screen, upgrade the battery, upgrade some of the internals, it's not necessarily something that needs a new generation or anything, so I'm all, I'm on board for it. I think 5.12 is the minimum that any kind of machine like that should have. Uh, it's one of the biggest struggles with the Switch games, is that there's just not enough storage. You have to buy a, a huge, tiny, a, a huge storage but tiny memory (laughs) card, and it's a a bit of a mess so nice to see that nice to see that and is it a is this affecting the pricing of the previous models
1: you know it you know it um so yeah for the old models the 64 gig model is going down from $400 to $350, the 256 gigabyte model has gone down from $530 to $400, and then the 512 gigabyte model is going down from $650 to $450, all USD. But it's a good sign for people who are kind of sitting on this and waiting to see what happened, you know? That's a fair drop
0: for the 512 model. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. did you say uh, 650 to 450? 450 450 yep. that's a fair drop and as i said i wouldn't be buying a machine like
1: this with less than 512 if i could afford it of course which i can't i don't think it has expandable memory either i think this is built in like no memory stick
0: yeah you can unload and offload games yes. through like a dock but i don't i think its internal memory isn't uh, removable or anything but bear in mind that these models might be uh limited because they're obviously going to stop making them eventually mm-hmm. but i think if you were looking at it for the extra 150 you're you're making the the console last a lot longer i know it's not a console technically it's a computer but you're going to make the machine have a lot more survivability because games are only getting bigger
1: and keep that in mind this is true this is true it's like if you do buy the 64 gig like you cannot install the witcher you can't install cod you can't install there's so you're many pretty games. much indie games zone. yeah you're, you're pretty limited to just indie developer games because everything else is just bigger than that it's going to be interesting but um the makers whoever makes steam deck valve Valve, yes valve have come out and said Jeez. that they do have a roadmap planned a multi-year roadmap planned for the evolution of the steam deck we're probably not going to see like an upgraded steam deck 2.0 for four or five years they said But they have a roadmap, there's going to be continuous improvements, and it's something that they really want to commit to, which, again, I'm all on board for. I'm glad to see it out there, and I don't know if
0: we've heard more news on it, I'm sure we'll find out in a moment. Given that the the PlayStation isn't a uh, Mm. console in itself, it's nice to see a competitor for the Switch. Yeah. So I'm all for having another option for handheld gaming. 100%. All there.
1: 100%. And yeah, PlayStation Portal, which is PlayStation's equivalent of a screen with two Controller stuck to (laughs)
0: phone. It's its equivalent of a phone
1: or an iPad
0: or a tablet. Ah, it's. I don't get it, but fair enough. Look,
1: we're we're just we're we're bringing you a little bit of announcement here. It does release November fifteenth, which is today at the time of recording, obviously. Yeah, I reviews are a little bit mixed on it so far. Like, it works well for what it what it does. It is only, I think, about $200, something like that. So it's, yeah, it's okay for what it is. Again, it's aimed at people who have it. You have to have a PlayStation 5. You have to have the PlayStation 5 turned on, connected to Wi-Fi, and it basically just streams to the device. And there's meant to be little to no, like, input lag because you're not connecting any, like, Bluetooth controller Bullshit. or anything. We're going to wait and see. I tell you what I read online, actually, which is a huge limitation about this. Yeah. Is that the machine has no in-app browser installed. So if you go to a cafe or an airport, no other way you have to go to a terms and conditions page before you connect to their Wi-Fi. Oh, piss off. You can't no. do it.
0: No. So unless it's a private home Wi-Fi, no dice.
1: Yeah. Or a public Wi-Fi without that page. Absolutely. But even a
0: lot of them just have a agree to terms. Yeah or allow for an hour or, ah, no, that's got to be like a day one patch. You gotta sort that.
1: I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but like that's a huge limitation, especially considering in some of the ads people were sitting in airports, I think, playing it and stuff. It's just that's like their mobile hotspot on from their phone. That's it. Just their phone that they
0: could do the same thing on with a controller and a steam. But you know what? To be fair to Sony, it's priced appropriately. And I think that's one of my my only saving graces is it's priced appropriately
1: for what it is. That's fair. If it was any more, yeah, we'd be shredding it more than we are. We really would, but yeah, that's available now, guys, for anybody listening. Moving back to some game news. And obviously, last week we brought you the announcement that Modern Warfare 3 was released. And we report this about a week after release. And it is as underwhelming as maybe first anticipated. Just just going to read here, I'm on Metacritic is is normally a reliable enough site for games game reviews and scores. everything you see on the internet kids. Absolutely not but um, meta score for this game is 56 and the user score is 1.7 and it's uh. just everything I'm seeing is just that it's you can tell that it was rushed. I don't know if we mentioned this last week but it was rushed. It was rushed. It meant to take three years this game took 16 months and yeah it looks like everyone is realizing that. We our own personal experiences have been it is annoying as Book to launch one game be thrown into a modern warfare 3 game and then have to go back log out and open a separate application for modern warfare 2 it's this is on pc but like it's really messy
0: i've been told and this might come as surprising news that i'm not the most positive individual so i give out a lot apparently but that has caused me so much grief that i don't want to play either game yeah i went back and i installed cold war because i was like fuck it i'll just play zombies on this instead just because it was less stress than trying to play a free-to-play game that i have to down and it made me download the entire game again 180 something oh Oh my god God, it did yeah it made us re-download the game into a different application Uh, Ah, whatever look yeah i i think we said we'd come back to you with the news or the reviews didn't buy it Have watched some videos, have done some research, very underwhelming. And I looked at the zombies. It has one of the the exact same thing I I was concerned about. It doesn't look like there's any kind of rush or hurry. You're not confined to an area. I
1: know when you try and extract a lot of zombies spawn and stuff, but. But there's an um, hour limit on zombies. And well, we used to play that for like 10 hours yep. straight. There's an hour limit each time you go in. I'll give you one better. I don't know if we talked about this or not. Do you know the way you have to, in previous COD games, you had to get kills and certain challenges to unlock equipment? Yeah. You have to do the same in this one. However, they're locked behind daily challenges that have a 24 hour limit to it. So you can only unlock X amount in a 24 hour limit. Which is forcing players to come back day after day to keep playing. But it means if you only have one day a week where you grind it out, you can't do it. You're not gonna get anywhere.
0: What's this a mobile game? What I did it
1: <laughs> We said this
0: about the mobile games? I don't like time based <laughs> time based events. Card can fuck off. No. <laughs> Fucking dumb. I
1: think that we shit. mentioned Hold it on. in that episode. It's yeah. only a matter of time before AAA company does that. Does that. Yeah. So... I
0: am clairvoyant. I knew this was coming. Uh, Move on
1: before I get too annoyed. Moving on, moving on to something I'm a little bit excited about. Um this week today actually, we got a look at Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League and we got a new in-depth look at some gameplay and the story background that's going to go into it, and it looks really 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 fun. For those of you who don't know, we have mentioned it once or twice on the show. It's going to be an action adventure that can be played either in single player or cooperatively with friends. It's going to be based in metropolis but there is still going to be gotham city and arkham asylum and you essentially play as any of the four suicide squad members like harley quinn captain boomerang king shark or deadshot and your goal is to kill the justice league kill batman superman wonder woman i think flash grin lantern and brainiac are there as well so yeah it's it looks really fun it's like we got told that the map size it's an open world map very different to what the arkham games look like it's less dark and gritty more bright and colorful which shows that rocksteady are kind of trying something new as you would say cormac always good to see um and it's going to be twice the size of arkham knight as well the map so nice. yeah that's released in february 2nd uh for anyone who's interested but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get my hands on this. I've watched the trailer. It looks
0: pretty... I, I don't know how it's going to play yet. It, I like the colors. I like how vibrant it is. Um, I don't understand why King Shark's head is so small. Maybe <laughs> yes. that is... It's so small. <laughs> Maybe that's more in line with comic accuracy. I'm not a huge DC fan, so I'll hold my hands up and say that might not be... This might be accurate, but I, going off like the movie, his head is just like a human-sized head, but it's like a shark. Yeah not like his whole body he's it's, it's weird but all in all looks interesting it's got a lot of um intellectual property in there to kind of expand the game with uh, I say all the different characters you mentioned being available to obviously fight so curious to see how it goes
1: yeah and taking a change in books from the Arkham games it's it's actually going to be more focused on shooting and like transversal than anything else and it's heavy heavy story driven but um, yeah, we'll, we'll bring you guys more news. Uh, they're going to be releasing um, episodes. I think they said every... I, they, I can't remember the frequency, but they're going to be releasing different episodes where you get a different look on different aspects of the game up to the release. So yeah, I'm going to be keeping my eye on it and I'll bring anything that's worth mentioning to the show. So yeah, that's a bit exciting. And Then moving on, just to, to kind of wrap this up, Baldur's Gate 3 for... Any Xbox fans out there, the release date is going to be coming at the Game Awards this year, so... Do you know what? When I find out, I'll ask. I have the game, I just haven't played it yet, so maybe,
0: maybe it might be a big thing, we'll see. One piece of news that I came across during the week was actually, I found very, very interesting for Pikmin 4 and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. They both outperformed any previous game of their respective franchises since release, which... Is nice. That's awesome. It's nice to see single-player games still have a market out there. It's not all multiplayer. It's, it's nice
1: to see. It is, especially like Nintendo's market is kind of niche in itself to some extent i want to say but again you're limiting to one platform and like super mario bros wonder i've never played the pikmin games but i know super mario bros wonder looks very similar to like the super mario bros that came out on the switch maybe two or three years ago just again lifted innovated a little bit we did talk about it uh, during the showcases episode a few weeks months ago but um it's it's awesome to see and it's incentive that the studios and developers are going to keep at these games and keep producing more and more so that's what we want we don't want yeah. this to go away
0: no that's not it's nice to see and i see if you want look up some of the sales figures it's pretty insane i think super mario bros wonder was like four and a half million in the first like two weeks insane in sales i don't know if that's in units i think that's in in sales which is mentally. That's awesome
1: just quickly to touch on it game coming out this week is hogwarts legacy for the switch rip switch Oh, God. I've seen gameplay of it. It's not maybe as bad as we thought it was going to be. No gameplay was released before... The game came out which was a real iffy thing but um thankfully it looks it looks pretty good they have had to limit a lot of the open world elements to you know you enter a certain area and that's open world it's not just free uh, flowing as the game is on xbox and pc and playstation besides that it looks pretty pretty decent
0: i appreciate you have to do it to put it on it i've actually played a bit of legacy recently only downloaded it and started playing it just because it was on sale and I'm disappointed with how many bugs are still present in the game I like the combat it's fun it plays nicely I'd be interested to see that on the Switch and see if it still has the same kind of free-flowing aspect to it because there's a lot of prompts and things that pop up while you're in combat to like alert you if someone's throwing something from somewhere or whatever it might be i'd be interested to see if the switch can handle it but all in all i think it's definitely worth a play
1: for sure and last thing i just i just wanted to bring this up because i seen this and it made me very nostalgic. So 10 years ago this week, PlayStation 4 was released. I don't, don't put that as history. You make me feel old, man. <laughs> wait until, wait until we're like, oh, this, this time 10 years ago, the PS5 was released.
0: Then we're going to be That's, really old. You tell me like, oh, 10 years ago, the PS4 was released. I still see like PS4s are saying, I'm like, they're still old, right, aren't they? <laughs> like, they still work, right? Because I don't think they're that old.
1: Yeah, it's, wow. we are only like three years into the new generation, so... There's that, but um, we, we might limit talking about this this week in yeah. history just to avoid addressing the fact that we're getting older. But there's a, a little tidbit for, for most of you guys. That's awesome.
0: Well, it, you know what? It's cool to look back, but I'm going to stop looking back because it reminds me. Look forward. Look forward. Yeah. OK, so moving on to the meat and two veg for this episode, which is beta releases and specifically beta the beta culture that seems to be coming very prominent in gaming what i'm going to do is i'm going to go over the overview of kind of what a beta is for those of you who may not know and then we'll go through, go around the room get our opinions what we've experienced and what the pros and cons may be for such testing or trials of games but a beta or in some cases even an alpha version of a game is an early playable but also incomplete version of the game so essentially a game that is functional or at least usable to the point that players are able to move around use the main mechanics of it but it's not finished certain content that you're expecting to be in the final game may not be there certain mechanics may not be fully smoothed out yet and may still have hiccups there could be imbalances in the game when it comes to weapons especially There's a lot of imbalances. They haven't figured that kind of stuff out yet in in a lot of cases. So it's almost there, but not quite. And there are, in my opinion, at least, or my knowledge of it, there are two different types of betas. There is early access, which is giving full access to a game, selling it for, in some cases, a slightly reduced price, but in a lot of cases, the full price of the game prior to it being fully finished. So essentially selling a game with a big title on the top of it that says I'm not finished. This game is still under review. It's still in development. It's still being worked on. And then there is, in some cases, beta testing or open betas, especially for games that are multiplayers or server-based where developers open their game for... 24 hours 48 hours a week seen it for months before where they've had an open
1: testing for a month we've seen it with call of duty most recently like a couple of weeks ago we announced that call of duty was doing they had a closed beta first of all for pre-orders and then they had an open beta for everyone to basically come in and they get to trial out the game they get to play one or two maps and they get to do it for like three days and then that gives devs an idea of like how the game's running on different machines and consoles and what server bandwidth is like and all of this stuff so it's really good for like both sides i think yeah i think so i think it is so i
0: took a bit of time to think about it to see what my first beta was and I think I may have per- perhaps taken part in some unknowingly when I was younger, but the first one that I remember was actually on the Xbox One, the old brick of a console, the big square boy, and it was Titanfall 1, obviously, which I think was a, you had to get a beta key, you had to sign up for it, you got a key, it lasted for like a, a week or something like that, I can't quite remember, but i mean at the bottom line it didn't encourage me to buy the game i never bought the game so i don't know if it gave too much away but we'll we'll come to the pros and cons of it later what about you Shem? what's your first beta
2: um i was just thinking about there i thought at first it might have been heroes of the storm but i'm pretty sure it could have been overwatch mm-hmm. when that was announced they had like a big open beta thing and that was actually the reason and i went on to buy it, it was because i actually got to play it and feel what it was like but i know there were Kind of around the same time, so it was either Overwatch or Heroes of the Storm would have been my my first beta. Yeah, and what about yourself, Stuart? Probably some weird Sony PlayStation stuff, I'd imagine. Dude,
1: you're on PlayStation too. You can't just take sides like that. Oh shit, I'm outnumbered now. Oh no. Yeah, we're meant to team up uh, against no. them, we're not team up against each <laughs> other. Oh dear.
2: no to make uh, him feel comfortable and then we both attack when he has that sense of security
1: i just hit him with a load of uncharted last of us questions it's good it's good watch the brain tick uh i think i think my first beta was bf1 actually i think i think it was like one of those ones where you watch youtube and they gave out beta codes and i got it that way but i vividly remember like sign, like logging in the first morning i'd work and like three hours later and just playing some games, it was really rough. It wasn't an easy beta to be a
2: first beta, but
1: it was good. That was the World War One kind of one, the the older
0: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah The yeah. beta
2: was on
1: the big desert map and stuff. Yeah, it
0: was, yeah.
2: It was good. Yeah, I remember seeing
1: clips of... The more I think about it, I took part in a good few betas, like... Yeah, I'd say they've done it for all, like, at least their last three games anyway, because BF5 had one and BF2042 had one as well. So, yeah, yeah. And I got a beta key for Valorant
0: for watching Jamie's stream, actually.
2: Oh, yeah, I got that as well. I
0: had the stream set to like one. It was was a really low chance of drops. I watched the stream for like an hour. People have been watching for days trying to get a key. I watched the stream for an hour. I was like, hey, you got a key. I was like, cool. See you later. Bye. When it comes to betas, there's a lot of different ways it can be done. It's not all the same for everyone, which is why I think in in some cases there's pros. In some cases there's cons. I'm not. I don't know if I'm fully sold on it. I'll tell you what I mean so some of the pros for beta testing is as we we've kind of mentioned it lets developers put the game out there stress test it make sure it's good to go and when they do ship the final product it is everything that people are paying for rather than trying to avoid certain server issues like i think payday most recently mm-hmm. um had server issues if they had did they have a beta at any point they did have a beta yeah oh it that's no like excuse it. then Um, Well, um, I tried to give them an out, but they've already done themselves. (laughs) So that's one example. You can use a beta to test it. They didn't use it to its full benefit or its full potential. It can also assist with identifying bugs, issues, glitches, stuff that you're not going to know about, like a a certain Battlefields game where you could fly hovercraft up the side of a building, if anyone remembers that. If not, look it up. It's... <laughs> there's a video of a guy in a helicopter just minding his own business and gets landed on by a hovercraft which is just horrendous absolutely. absolutely horrendous so we'll post the picture feel yeah exactly all about realism <laughs> it's just a hyper realistic game and then like that exactly that. It, they can showcase unique mechanics and what is different about this game what's new for our game and how you could maybe purchase it in the future like you said you said yourself shem with overwatch that you you played it then you thought i'm actually gonna buy this so in some cases it does convert people who may not know anything about the game to sales but have you ever been bought into a game as a result of a beta other than overwatch i try to
2: think like i think when it comes to beta, is a big part of it as well as sometimes you don't actually realize it's a beta the way to do things now. Like you go onto Steam, you'll start playing games and you won't realise it's early access or beta till suddenly it's taken down and like, oh, wait for the full release. Like I've got caught with games in the past like that. But the only memorable ones I have are Overwatch, Heroes of the Storm and there was that other game that got a beta test in a little while before Overwatch. It was it was pretty much the same thing. I can't remember the name of it, but everyone played that while we were waiting for Overwatch to release. Paladins. That's the one. That Another I remember, one. I think we played that as well, a few of us from college.
0: I definitely spent money on a skin on that game.
2: That came out in like an early access slash beta kind of thing, but they never kind of let you know that it was early access as such until suddenly it disappeared for a couple of months and then it brought out a full release again.
1: I think I think Sham touches on a really strong point there is that Steam was want to say probably one of the biggest reasons why betas and early access are so available nowadays is because Steam was one of the first platforms right to offer this. Yeah,
0: you you can't you can't send a beta to the shelves of a, a game store or anything like that. You can't ship a game as a beta. You can if you're Atari and it's
1: 1987.
2: oh Oh, someone's (laughs) soaking up
1: information
0: yeah and i love that you listen to me sometimes but you know sometimes you, you ship a game that should be beta and it flops exactly like that but with steam that kind of issue isn't as prevalent as it used to be that you can patch or edit or change the game beforehand and one of the biggest pros that i didn't mention is the cash flow for companies so if you've been delayed in your development of the game and it's taken longer to make it than you expected, you could run into cash flow issues or monetary problems, whatever way you want to put it. When it comes to the likes of you need a little bit more cash to to get you over the line, you could set up pre-sales, you can set up early access, which allows the company to get a bit more cash in to finish the game. That's where I kind of... I get hesitant but
1: before i jump into that have you been pulled into a game for a beta shoot i want to say yes i don't know i don't know which game but like most definitely i have been i think more so i like to do it as like testers like i suppose bf 2042 i played that beta the beta was really rough but i was still bought into the game afterwards i do it as like a trial every year with cod when the cod betas come in come out i'll give them a go and play them for a few hours and see how i feel about it um but generally speaking I, no, not not always bought in. Like I played Payday 3, what, about a month ago now at this rate or something like that. It was fun. It was good. It was very similar to the second one, but I kind of left it and I was like, yeah, I'm good to put this down. I don't need to buy this game, especially at full price. And
0: it's very dangerous with it because we played, we all played the Cold War open beta and that near turned us off buying the game as a whole because it was so... Poorly made, that was so buggy. Yeah,
2: they they messed up even simple things. Like I remember the menus where it was like go into customize your vehicles and there was nothing in that menu.
0: there's yeah.
2: no vehicles or anything to click on. It's just like here's a black screen.
0: And there's the there's the exception to say it's in beta. The game was released in that month. Yeah, that that wasn't just beta. That game fully released for sale. With menus that didn't do anything
2: yeah they just they just re-released a lot of it all they really fixed was some of the displays for the guns when you put on your attachments like i remember you'd get a sniper rifle and you'd attach your foregrip and suddenly there's just this big stick just just glued onto the bottom of your gun and they touched up some of that stuff.
0: Wasn't it? And no matter, with a sniper, no matter what attachment you put on the front, it looked like a bipod. Yeah. So you could put any attachment you wanted on the front of it and it always displayed as yeah. a bipod on the model. They didn't have a model for handles. They
2: tried to fix that and- all it done then was, if it wasn't a bipod, it was like this little nub. It's the only way you could describe it. It looked like the end of a yeah. walking stick just jammed into the shaft of the gun. But like, you'd have a solid black metal gun, and then there's this little timber knob on it that had no reasoning as to how it was attached.
0: And that, That's one example. You actually touched on something fantastically, uh, Shem, and I'm going to bring it to you, Stuart. Here's a couple of titles that are still in beta that you wouldn't, necessarily expected we've played some of these valheim still in still in beta still in early Early access early
1: access but yeah
0: yeah and i know i haven't played it but do you remember the phasmophobia game that came out like 2020 that everyone started playing yep still in beta still in beta still in Uh. and the longest running current beta that i could find was seven days to die which is still in early access and was released in early access in 2013. That's a long time. Now, I can also appreciate the developers saying, no, it's not ready, but... When will it be ready? Your game is now 10 years old, which means
1: the game you were releasing is already 10 years behind the current hardware. I can kind of get it for like some games like Valheim constantly adding things. They added so many like building menus and weapons and stuff like that and resources. And even the first two, three months we were playing it. Seven Days to Die, I played that like way back when it came out. And I played that for like a year, a year and a half. And I can't remember seeing like too much improvements bar stabilization stuff but again like with the type of game it was like i don't think i would have known that it was in early access so, apart from it saying it it doesn't feel like
2: it i think with early access a big part of it as well is developers lose the run of themselves so it's yeah. a case that they'll get ideas is like oh we haven't implemented this this isn't finished yet and then while they're putting in this new feature someone has another idea is like oh we need to get this in as well And then you end up with games like that that end up in early access for 10 years because they're just not satisfied with the stage that they're at. Even though you take most games now, they'll be released at a complete stage. Like, take Cyberpunk. That was a fully finished game. Like, the launch was shit. And then they fixed it. And now they're after bringing out the DLC, which has now completely revamped their whole skill set for character building again. Mm -hmm. And now it's a different game. But that was still a full game. And then they were like, we need to change this. Whereas games get trapped in early access because they'll be like, oh, we can make this better. We'll just do it in three years' time, but we're not going to make it a full release. Yes, yeah, I get so that. It's, it just, sometimes I think games get stuck in this spiral of wanting to improve, but not really improving. Just changing, and it's just a loop.
1: And it's it's actually... That, that's a really interesting point, right? Because I remember... I, I don't think you guys played Siege as much as I did. I was on Siege was my main go-to. But Siege released, it came out of beta after or early access, I think after six months to a year, and then it was in full release. And what they started doing was the seasons. So they'd sell you season passes, you get operators, skins, like all this stuff. And what actually happened was the game was in such a bad state, they had to do a season of just like, it was called Operation Health, and it was a season of just improvements to make the game better. So... That's what a company has to do when the game's already released and it's not where it needs to be. They have to take a full quarter and say, "We're gonna revamp this, we're gonna fix all these bugs. But then, as a kind of counter, the consumer's losing content because the consumer expects a continuous flow of content from when that game is live until when the game ceases to be supported anymore. So I remember like buying the year past because that's what me and like the friends would do. We all bought the year pass, and then it came out halfway into the year that they were going to do Operation Health and we weren't going to get any skins or anything. Which, small thing, but it kind of feels like a little bit of a waste.
2: Yeah, you're and not I, getting much paid for at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I do think there's a healthy
0: middle ground. I do really believe there's a healthy middle ground there, which is release a game fully, say it is out there, but here is our roadmap. Here is our year's roadmap, our 18 months, or two years, whatever it might be. Here's the roadmap of what's in the game. Here's what we are looking to add so people know what's coming. Here's everything we plan to do in order to improve it and say, look, we're rather than release it in beta and constantly try and hide behind that barrier, we're releasing a game that we're not yet finished with, but it is in its own right a full game. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a nice middle ground that you could come to because there is a risk with these betas that when it comes to beta testing for a closed period of time, a limited time, that's usually stress testing, for the most part. But when it comes to early access, which is games that are essentially fully available to sale, but are not fully finished, there's a really, really big opportunity for people not knowing what they're buying. And I think one of the best examples is that of that is Kerbal Space Program 2. That game released with less features than the first one. Now, it's still in beta. So strange. And I appreciate that the cost may reflect the fact that it's in beta, but... How can you stand? How can you say we would like you to pay full price? I think it's like 40 euros, which is not quite a triple A title, but it's not a million miles away. And say we're giving you a game and there's less in it than our
2: predecessor. Yeah, when you have a foundation already from a previous installment and you've managed to put in less like that, that you nearly have to put in extra effort to do less.
0: I'd like to try your early access to see what's new, not to do
1: less. I'm looking for more content here, you know? But sometimes it's just the kind of refresh of the palette that makes it worthwhile. Like Kerbal Space Program is a great example of that. Another good example, and it's one that's going to kind of, I feel, counter this a little bit, is Baldur's Gate 3. So Baldur's Gate 3 went into early access in October 2020. And essentially, the game is three acts long. They only released their first act and about 20 hours of content with it this was it this is all they released and you were available you could go on and purchase it on steam you could play it fine the full release of that game came this year came in august and everyone is praising the way that the developers larian studios but everyone's praising the way they approached this early access because everyone who got it was able to play like friends on steam that have 70 80 hours in early access of this game. So they just kept continuing to add the content, releasing it as it was ready to come out. They didn't just say you're only getting 20 hours and in three years we'll give you a 150 hour game. They just kept releasing it in small chunks, small chunks, small chunks. Yeah, there was people who would catch up with it right away so they wouldn't have to play for some months and those people are gonna be, you're missing out a little bit, but at the end of the day, you're getting a discounted game. It's the reason why you're getting it discounted. And then it releases, and it becomes arguably one of the best games we've seen this year. So it's that's that's a like success story, I suppose, and an example of one that worked really well.
0: Yeah, that's an example of one that done it right. And like that, there there is definitely huge potentials for this,
1: but there is huge downsides as well. This is true. Before we move on to the downsides. Do you actually know a game that we completely missed that was in early access for like years?
2: I know um, one, and cormac knows it as well, because we played uh, a ton of it when we were in college.
0: We're not going back to Heroes of the Storm, we're leaving that oh, alone. No. It's dead, it's dead, no, leave no. it alone.
2: Remember building your little shit shack full with wood, trying to break stones with stones, hunting boars with the worst arrows you could ever imagine. Oh, a fine yeah. game called Rust.
0: Rust oh. was 4 years 4 years in beta or early access even. Sorry.
2: Rust was one of them ones that we played a ton of when we got it in early access and it was constant updates which weren't really any improvements to like the stabilization of the game, just more content. It was one of the games that kind of lost the run of themselves for a little while where they were just like, oh, things aren't looking great. Let's just throw more content at it. Until they can finally realise we have too much stuff now to fix. It's time to start fixing stuff and get this done.
0: The game and the, the area and the graphics all ran like shit. And they just kept adding more in. Matter, rather than make it more playable, more streamlined, more fun. They just added more in. Which is not really where yeah, we're going. It, it was but...
2: kind of a case of if we put more stuff in. It'll distract people away from doing these game-breaking things. So if we give them another 20 guns to try build, they'll stop building 50-foot-tall towers and knocking them on each other and causing people's PCs to crash and die. (laughs) So it's...
0: I don't know if that was the one you were getting at, sure, but what were you getting at?
1: Mm-hmm. I'll give a shout out to Ark as well. I don't know if you guys have played Ark. I had terrible experiences with that game. Same, but it's one game that I know developed so well and it's it was in early access for two years, I think. There was so much content releases. It was a good one. What I was talking about, though, was Minecraft.
2: Really? I've I've never actually touched Minecraft. Have you not? Not once, never. Huh. I the, the visuals of the game upset me and unsettled me. To an unbelievable level, so I just haven't been able to bring myself to even install the fucking thing. Just take your glasses off. That's just I mean, me. I'm just. Normal. I have a fear of cubes or something. I, I don't know, space. but just looking at it, just, I just. <laughs> how long was that in beta for
1: uh so alpha was june of 2010 beta came out in december of 2010 and then full release november 2011 yeah it was only like a year so a year but still big huge game probably none of us would have thought that it yeah. would have been in beta but
2: clearly it's it. one of them that done it right yep. or it wouldn't have been as successful as it was i, was, I was
0: selling game of all time absolutely and i was gonna say i think we'll all remember them when we were back on a, on playstations and cheap books and stuff like that that we talked about the other week we remember having demo discs oh man yes it was a chance to try a game without paying for it they came out with the you know the playstation magazine Hmm. and it had different like the first level or first couple of levels of a game i fully feel as though beta testing and early access are becoming demos so beta testing more so than early access they're the new demo you get to try the game for a little bit but not too much and then you can buy it if you want. And while there is the stress testing factor of it for servers and devs to see what's broken in the team, or in the team, in the game, even it's definitely, I think it's the new demo because games that I've seen game in beta testing that don't really look like they need. Like it doesn't feel like. And the one one of them that comes to mind is Valorant because that that didn't feel like it was changed. It's changed a whole lot. It felt very smooth and in the right place at the time, but it. Created hype, people wanted to play the game And then the Titanfall, I remember playing that was smooth As you like, I had no bugs No errors encountered, no nothing On Titanfall beta that I can Remember at all, but at the end of the day It gets you wanting to play the game yeah. And then you're, you're wondering what all the hype is about And I think it's the new demo I
2: think that's Call of Duty's whole approach now Because they Didn't really do a lot of beta Only for the last few years When Interest was kind of declining because every year was just oh it's another Call of Duty, and now suddenly they're just pumping out beta tests and all this early access kind of stuff. To, to it's it's nearly like another way of advertising it these days. Yes, it's a cheap it's a cheap way of advertising. I don't have to pay to put up signs and posters. I just have to put a post out on the internet saying like access from this date to this date and that'll draw attention do you
1: know what they do they always plan them around release times of other games so it's like last year when battlefield came out i think it came out uh actually might have come out before cod but what they did was when there was like a new season coming out of battlefield cod would do an open weekend on the release of the new season so it keeps it retains their players coming back to cod and not going on to other games so it's a smart tactic that way what i wanted to say as well is kind of since demo discs. We've talked about it before, and I know we'll do a bigger topic on the subscriptions and stuff like that, but PS Plus offers game trials. Same with EA Play, that subscription service, they all also offer game trials, so I think PS Plus gives you two hours access to like the brand new AAA titles that have just been released. An EA Play gives you 10 hours access to games. So it's, it's a way to still see how you feel. I don't think in two hours you can even get past the tutorial in most games nowadays. So I don't think that's long enough, but yeah. I think five to 10 hours is... Is good to get a feel for it. I used the EA,
0: EA subscription, whatever it was, to trial Battlefield when it first came out. It's exactly what I used it for. And I think it, it allowed me to test the game and realize this isn't something I want to buy right now. Mm-hmm. And that was not actually to do with the state of the game. I just didn't enjoy the game as it was. And it did allow me to make that decision without burning cash or trying to fight for a refund or whatever it might be. Um, so there, there are other ways to demo but I think it's one of the more prominent can we tell our listeners just how much you enjoyed battlefield last week hey then. I I'll, I'll put it out there you know when you're searching for a game and you want to cancel that search for the game oh, on a keyboard and mouse you press escape and that cancels the search right no battlefield you press escape it comes up exit to main menu and my dumbass goes escape and assuming it was an are you sure you want to cancel the search button clicked yes so i just bang bang escaped to desktop quit the game completely hadn't even played a game yet and i was like <laughs> what a stupid game how why would you design it so that i just want to cancel my search why do i have what escape is escape it's exactly what it says on the tin you, was, you stop what you're doing. You don't abandon ship. You just cancel a little bit. I mean, in the
2: case of Battlefield, I feel like that was the best option. They know people just want to get out and get off. And That's what I said.
1: <laughs> <better.
0: The old laughs>
2: people are done. They're they finished. They have built <laughs> in a game suicide. Mode.
1: But also, like, come on, if it's coming up with a are you sure and you don't read the are you sure that's a you problem no, you can't, you no when can't you don't,
0: don't follow design. industry standards no industry no, standards no no no, no 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 with the state do and do
2: that. i don't think they need to ask are you sure the second i hit escape that should be the equivalent of alt f4
0: you know you get those five to ten frames after you've quit that a game freezes on the quit screen it's only at that point in time that i read are you sure you want to ex-? it was too late i had already i'd left It was done. Jim, we've had this a couple of times on on the podcast. I'm trying to make it happen. When it comes to beta testing or early access or both, class or pass?
2: Oh, it's a bit tricky because you have games that do it so well and so right. And then you have games that are in early access for 10 years and just make a bad name for, for the rest of them. But I think a lot of the time it would be class i reckon cuz like you were saying it is basically the new age version of a demo disc this is how you get a taste for what a game is or what it potentially could be so i think in the long run it's it's a chance for people to try stuff out and give them a a slight flavour of what's to come so i i'm, I'm going to go with class for this one Stu
1: that's fair i'm going to go with class as well like i think i think betas are good opportunities for people to get chance to play the game. They're free as well so it's like it only really is against people with slow internet. Early access I think as well you know what you're getting a game at a discounted price and I think a lot of people should understand that before they purchase it so I don't have a problem with it. Like if it's a game that like I know I'm gonna want to play regardless if I can get my hands on it a few months earlier might be incomplete but i get it at a discount and then i get to grow and play with the game as it grows and develops as well yeah i'd say class yeah what nice. about yourself i have to go with class
0: 99% class without real hesitation because i think you you've hit the nail on the head in quite a lot with in, in similarities to my experience with battlefield it is up to the user to read every steam game that's early access has a title on it on their on the page this game is early access But unfortunately, I know a lot of people get caught up in the it's trending game. They see a lot of streamers playing it. They don't care. They just buy it and don't understand the the actual implications of a an early access or a temporary beta tested game. So I think they're fantastic to allow devs to grow, build games, make sure the games are what they need to be, pull people in that may not be interested and find out it's a game for them. Absolutely. But it is down to gamers. If you're getting a beta title, read it check that it's early access if it is understand this could be years before the game actually is classified as finished and understand that even games that are released as finished are flawed in a lot of cases so just understand that just because a game's not in early access doesn't mean it's perfect so it's class but just be careful
1: yeah i think i think that's fair never thought we'd have full agreement if we had a guest in but well, look at that
2: i can change mind if you want no you're good you're good you're good i think
1: i think for listeners like main thing here is just be a little bit sensible read before you buy when you're playing a game read what's on the screen before you exit and uh yeah we'll just move on from that
0: now moving on to something a little bit more light-hearted and usually to round everything out i have a new shits and giggles I don't know how this is going to go, but we're going to give it a shot anyway. So the premise of this is I'm calling it a name three. I would like to test your knowledge, both of your knowledge, under pressure. We can You can then throw it back at me in a minute once you understand the premise of it. I'm going to ask you to name three of something. It might be a brand of graphics card. It could be a type of game genre it could be a character type or anything like that and we want to see how quickly you can get three out the faster the better i'm not going to time it for the first couple but if it gets competitive we might the idea is to try and get you to stumble as as often as possible you know one of those things when you're under time pressure and you really can't think of anything Mm -hmm. that's the plan so if 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 it's not immediately obvious we'll put a clock on it so Who wants to go first?
2: I mean, I'll let the hosts here uh, take full reins oh, on this one. What sort of best <laughs> are you.
0: I'm going to start off without the clock with a more difficult one. Go on. Stuart, can you name three main characters whose names are not included in their game title? I mean, primary characters, protagonists. Can they be,
1: can they be from the same game? Or is it one per game?
0: No, well, one protagonist per game. And do not do one, two, and three of the same title. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so you can't have one. you can't you can't have okay, Crash Bandicoot yeah, yeah. because he's yeah, 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 in yeah. the title. You can't have Mario. You can't yeah. have Spyro. Can I go? Go. No.
1: Okay. Uh, you got Ellie from The Last of Us. You have Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you have Oh, the last one. Um, so the... oh, man. come on, you know
0: from The Witcher. Fair enough, fair enough. You got there in the end. Now it was a struggle. Also, were the first two that? not in the same game? No. For you, yes. <laughs> For me, maybe. <laughs> <game>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who would I okay. have picked?
0: I thought about it myself already, so that's kind of cheating. I'll hold my hands up and say I've kind of cheated a bit on that one because I was like, "Hmm, is that possible?" You know, where you have to try, run it in your head to see if it's doable.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's totally doable.
1: I think it just. It does make you think for a sec. All right, all right. You ready? This is going Good. straight back to you, and then. All right. Yeah. Go on. Okay, Cormac. So I'd like you to name three different game engines that games are built from. Oh, come on. Um, you have.
0: I have no <laughs> idea. I know you've got a Unreal Engine, and can yes. I give you like the nine eight seven No, or no, 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 no. <laughs> same <laughs> rules.
1: Same rules, man. Unreal
0: Engine. I think you have Unity. Yeah. Um, and then. Oh, I don't
1: know. Battlefield, FIFA. Shite, shite No, no, no. You, Sorry, you're cold. Um, you're cold. You're freezing to death. What do you get?
0: Oh, you get Frostbite. I don't know. <laughs> there you
1: go. Frostbite I didn't engine. I um, I was like, does
0: um, like DOSBox count? Is is that one? I don't know. There, that's so. That sounds man. like a fucking malware. That does of sound a little bit dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll move it on, Also, the uh, spotlight doesn't stay on me too long. Quick one, as fast as you can, Jim. Three first person shooter titles, not from the same genre, or not from the same
2: title list. Not <laughs> from the same genre. <laughs> same genre. Nah, don't worry me. First person shooter titles. Okay, well, I suppose Modern Warfare 2 out for the moment for Call of Duty. Uh, Cyberpunk is technically a first person shooter. And. We get the countdown clock. Do, 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 oh, why do, am do, I struggling do, with this? Do, 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 we just I, said it. Do, 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 uh, <laughs> your, your music isn't helping. Um CSGO. CSGO. Yeah, that works. That that works.
0: works. It does. It does. Call you really got stuck on that. You were so confident. And then it just comes yeah. gone.
2: I mean I play so many like oh now that I don't have anything to worry about, like there's borderlands, I mean a whole franchise that I've literally played every game in. Right, Cormac. Jeez, here we go. I want you to name three PlayStation exclusive characters. Yes, Jim. yeah. Yeah, I, I could tell Stuart would be enjoying oh, um, this one. Crash
0: Bandicoot one. Um we're going we're going Crash Bandicoot, we're going Spider-Man, because that's still technically one. Uh
2: Crash Bandicoot is no longer a PlayStation exclusive, no, my friend.
0: It's not. It was. It was, and I'm taking it. You can't take it off me. I said is 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 ah well then we've got the your man <laughs> your man what's his name three yeah. Your name <laughs> uh, did, who did you say who did you say what's the your name <laughs> um, your one Eli Eli Eli, um, Eli. 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 <laughs> Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Eli. and then who Spider Man is technically if he has one exclusive right now has not historically been has it. Was it always PlayStation? It's a PS4 exclusive. There hasn't been a Spider Man release. I know.
2: The Tobey Maguire Spider Man's were on Xbox as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But it is
0: an exclusive and I'm keeping it.
2: I mean, now it is.
0: That's a fix, man.
2: I mean, Matt, we literally discussed it earlier. Ratchet and Clank are two separate PlayStation exclusive characters. No, no,
1: are they not on Steam now? Oh that's true. They're on PC. Oh, go like that. moved over to Technically, Steam. Technically, Spider-Man then is on Steam, so you oh, can't say that hey, either. Yeah. You have your man. You can't. I can't have God of War either because he's gone as well.
2: Oh, you he also can't Steam. have Nathan Drake anymore. Oh, come on, he's
1: on Steam. Ah
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, no <laughs> PlayStation exclusives anymore. It's not a thing. I, I have your answer. <laughs> it's a trick question. Trick question. they don't exist. Can't be done. they divided by zero not possible that's all for this week so thanks to everyone for tuning in you can find us as usual on twitter at Pod at instagram console chronicles podcast or facebook console chronicles podcast as well and you can contact us directly by email at info consolechronicles.net. but it's bye from me
1: and it's bye from me we'll catch you guys next week